to In Their Closet. I'm your host, Elle Moore, and today I'm joined by Claire Summers. Claire, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you in Houston. I'm excited. I love Houston. Love, love, love Houston. So what brings you here? So we are having our annual event okay. called Combos with Claire. Okay. We switched the title around this time. Um, we changed the title from Cocktails with Claire mm-hmm. to Combos with Claire because I felt like cocktails really diminished everything that we were trying to okay. accomplish. The goal of the event is to empower, educate, and inspire, and have fun with fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I felt like conversations really um, underscored our goal. Okay. So we're doing that tomorrow at Grooves in yeah. Houston from 1 to 6 p.m. Our first event in Houston was last year, and it was kind of just feeling things out and seeing if people were vibing with it, and they were, so we're doing it big big this year. So you've been doing previously former cocktails with Claire, but you've been doing this for a while. How many cities do you do a year? We do anywhere from four to ten cities. What happens is we really focus on the top four cities that we know. We have a really strong readership, including Atlanta, New York, D.C., and Houston. And then other cities... They they might have a smaller readership base or it might be a smaller market, and we normally collaborate with local event planners to put on events there. So I did one in San Francisco. We're discussing doing one in Philly, one in Miami, and I've also done wow. them abroad in London, I Paris, Lagos, yeah, Lagos, Nigeria. So we're international with it. Okay. So what do you love about Houston? Because I I feel like you're here kind of often. Yeah. You know what. I think it was last year, maybe it was the year before, it was kind of the first time that I had really come and and spend some time in Houston, but people here have so much swag and style, (laughs) and it's just like another mecca of black fashion, I I feel, and also I'm from, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, so I love that Southern hospitality, and I love the support, like, I I feel like every time I come, there are a certain group of of women who always come out and support, so gotta show love back. I read your book, The Mm -hmm. Bomb Life, Mm -hmm. um, and you didn't start off in the fashion world. Right. So I've always loved to shop. I was that girl who would write shopping lists and beg my mom to take me to the mall all the time. Mm -hmm. It was also always that girl who loved to write. Like I have journals from when I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. When you're coming up, I didn't really know that there was a job like a fashion writer. I I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I probably felt like I wanted to write and that's what I pursued after I graduated from college. I did internships at different magazines. And as I was in different magazines, actually, my first magazine internship was in the fashion and beauty department of Upscale magazine. And it was there that I found out that I had a true love and knack for writing and also that I had a true love and knack for fashion writing. Um, So I just did different internships um, and ended up getting my first full time job as a researcher reporter, which is basically a fact checker. We checked the facts in the magazine. It was very very boring. Um, but I still had this fashion bug and I started a blog, mm-hmm. the fashion bomb. It was a fashion bomb.blogspot.com. And I would be like crashing the baby fat show and going to different <laughs> shows and taking street style. And it really caught on. Like we, we were pretty popping, you know, probably six months mm-hmm. after I decided to start it. So I think after I saw the response mm-hmm. and that there was a, a, a demand for what I was doing, that's when I started to take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, I feel like the fashion bomb, that site 
there's just, it has, it's created its own niche and it feeds so much. Like if you want to just watch pictures, if you want to read great articles, if you want to find out about celebrities, if you want to find out about what you're doing, but there's just so much. But probably the reason, the draw for me was one of my girlfriends was a featured bombshell of the day. Oh, really? That's my That was initially my favorite part Mm -hmm. of the site because every day the content was changing. I wanted to see where the lady was from, where these fly chicks, you know, what they're wearing, what their culture is like, wherever they're at. Mm Because I'm in Houston, I see what, you know, my friends are doing. Mm -hmm. But every day there was something new. What made you think of that? Right. So um, every I had this formula for how I would update the the blog. And every Monday was real style. Mm-hmm. Every Tuesday was news. Every Friday was mail bombs. I okay. just had like a routine. But I ultimately I was working as a fact checker. I decided to quit my job because I was not happy. I wanted to work in fashion. And I told myself <laughs> if I have to start from the bottom and be an intern, I'll be an intern. But I quit my job. I moved to Paris. I had this degree in French that I hadn't been using. And I just told myself, you know, I'm going to start from the bottom and move to Paris. It was a very kind of crazy idea. Now did that you I think have about a connection it. in Paris? I did not have a connection. I knew one person who um, rented me a very tiny studio. It was 500 <laughs> euro a month. But I moved out to Paris. And long story short, there is not a lot of street style in Paris. You oh. would be surprised. Um, but I just wasn't seeing the style that I was seeing in New York. And so I was like, we still need to have real style every Monday. Let me ask readers to send in their pictures. And so that's how it started. Readers started sending in their pictures for a feature and it became this thing where like everybody was commenting. Our Bombshell of the Day feature used to get all the comments and it was before Instagram so people were anonymous and they would go in and girls (laughs) would like write blog posts about how their feelings were hurt or how you know their experience being a bombshell but you know it's it's carried us on and we've had bombshells from India from you know all all the Caribbean all over the nation and it really is kind of what what brings us all together and shows Mm -hmm. the beauty of global diversity. Have you stayed in contact with any of the bombshells? Because I I've followed a few, we've become friends, but I've seen a lot of these women grow and create businesses. And- yeah, it's it's interesting. I was doing a podcast earlier today and um, Miley Teal, mm-hmm. she mentioned Lovey, who is a huge comedic um, writer and blogger and she has a book out. But Lovey was one of our first bombshells. Like wow. before, before she started her blog, she was a fashion bombshell. She's like from wow. 2008. And we also have... Um, Chimamande Ngozi Adichie. She wrote Americana. She was a bombshell. Wow. Like all these, we've had some famous bombshells before, but um, I do end up becoming friends with with some of the people who who we feature on Fashion Bomb just Mm -hmm. because that's my vibe. You know, I'm not the girl who acts like I rock with you online and then I don't rock with you in real life. You know, so if we meet and we vibe and we have stuff in common, then we, we, we become friends, so... You're always encouraging and supporting women in business. And I know that you help with the growth of House of CB. Yeah. I heard Kona Walker. Is that how you say her name? Kana. Kana Walker. I heard her say that she was doing like some of the ads and sending them to you. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Before when she was still Celeb Boutique. 
She was house. Uh, she she was yeah. Before she was house CB, she used to advertise with us all the time. And, and I she, remember her. Yeah, on your site. Yeah, and Angel Brinks too. Angel Brinks used to advertise with us all the time. How do you <laughs> how do you feel about this? I mean, I just I'm just listening to this, thinking about this. This is crazy. There were dresses from designers that I would buy uh-huh. because they were on your site. Yeah, me too, girl. Like you should <laughs> see my closet. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your closet because you're. you're Everything that you're wearing is just phenomenal. And Thank I, you. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do you house all this stuff? It's very difficult. Um, so basically, I, you know, I started off writing Fashion Bomb Daily in a studio apartment in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Paris. But then when I moved back, I was like, uh, I am, I'm storing shoe boxes on top of the fridge. Like one of those situations where you're storing shoe boxes in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to move. So I ended up moving to a duplex. And I have a floor that is uh, half an office and half a closet. Oh my goodness. So we have a floor. A, yeah, a full a floor. Yeah, like a full <laughs> closet on the wall. We have racks for shoes, um, you know, the, the whole shebang. We have a, a, a bunch of closets. And I also purge a lot. Like, okay. there was a moment when I would sell my old clothes, but I. I really don't have time for that. And it was kind of a pain because mm-hmm. I'd be like, this is used. And then I'd ship it to somebody and they'd be like, these sneakers have dirt on them. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I wore them. Um, but I give away so much. I have three sisters. I okay. get, I give, I give them a bunch of stuff. Um, I've been planning this move to LA for six months now and it, whatever, if it's, it's pending, <laughs> you'll see what happens. But when I was pa- planning this move, I invited my friends over and they just came in and took garbage bags upon oh garbage bags gosh. upon garbage bags full of stuff. And and <laughs> I guess the irony is that, you know, I just get more stuff every right. day. So so it's definitely a blessing. I would never complain about it. But I just don't get attached to things. There are some things, you know, that are my prized possessions. But yes. when it comes to clothes, I'm like, I'll just I'll give it away. I'll give it to my mom. I'll give it to my sisters. Yes. You know, I feel like that's kind of the charity. law of attraction. When you let something go, you allow new things to come in. Right, and better things. And then you are probably always getting products and, and clothes sent over from designers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine what we need to do a closet tour. Yeah, yeah, we should. Fashion Bomb Daily needs to do your closet. Yeah, yeah. We and we also, we, we did a huge um, clothing drive and coat drive with Harlem Capital Prep, which okay. is Sean Combs' um, school in Harlem we did a coat drive and then I sold some of my clothes and donated the proceeds to the school so we do some some things like that also so you are um when you were talking about let me just go back real quick when you were talking about like your closet you said you know you have shoe boxes here and there kind of like Carrie Bradshaw's character but are you a shoe box person do you hold on to your boxes no I throw away all the boxes here yeah I have um like I have this um, the container store mm-hmm. closet where we put it together. So I have a, a rack that I pull out and all the shoes are there. So no shoe boxes. I feel like shoe boxes help the resale value. So if you want to resell your shoes later, but if you have your shoes and shoe boxes, you can't really see them and sometimes right. you miss them. Exactly. So what is a great way for you to continue to utilize everything in your closet? Because I'm sure you have so much stuff you can lose it. How do you know, how do you keep track of your inventory? 
This portion of the podcast is being brought to you by the Fashion Beyond Limits Fashion Show. Come out and join us on Sunday, October 21st, 2018 at the Ballroom at Bayou Place for a great night of fashion. This year's host is supermodel Irvin Randall. Tickets are now on sale at www.sinajmodels.com. Click Purchase Tickets 2018. Bayou Place located at 500 Texas Street, Houston, Texas, 770 zero two see you at the show i am it's, it's organized it's organized by item and by color okay so um <laughs> you know dresses are over here jeans over here <laughs> shirts on the right bottoms on the left and then it's it's by color um but i sometimes it's hard you know i sometimes i'm like where is this and you're just searching for it searching for it searching for it so might be time to upgrade again. Do you have like a favorite brand that you go to? Yeah, I do. Actually, I love Belma. Really? I love Belma. I just love Belma because it is French. It's classy. It's luxurious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely classic with a kick. Like my whole thing is blazers with gold buttons, mm-hmm. you know, which which they do. And I love that the creative director is a man of color so you know I always love to to represent for them and if I could have it my way I'd have a Bellman blazer in every color and all the shoes like I I absolutely love that brand so So what would be a great what would be your go-to low-end low-end Topshop Zara I mean you really can't go wrong with Zara yeah I love Zara Zara's been a favorite on our show yeah Zara yeah I mean I'll wear I was wearing Zara jeans today Zara t-shirt and like a kimono by this brand I'm wearing Estenting collection so you know they're good for for easy separates dresses and stuff like that so I'm sure one of the perks of your job is having clothes. Yeah. What would you say is the best part of your job? Uh, there's so many great parts of my job, but I think the part that I love the most is meeting people, mm-hmm. um, talking to them, offering them encouragement and inspiration, mm-hmm. um, and, and doing our events. And yeah. it really is fostering a community. I think a lot of Absolutely. times... You know, if you look at us on social media, it might seem a bit cold or impersonal, but, you know, when we have our events, it's really a, a time for us to come together right. and um, showcase our style, express yourself and, and have fun. So I think definitely the best part are the people I get to meet. Um, are you a people person by nature? Like, have you, did you have a lot of friends growing up? That's an interesting question. Um, I'm always the person in school who has a clique. Right. Really? <laughs> so in like junior high and high school, I had two friends. It was Tara Leanna. We called ourselves Tara, TLC for Tara Leanna Claire. And then in college, I had another clique. We were, it was my block, blocking group at, at Harvard. We have these names for people that you live with for two years. Mm-hmm. And so there were five of us and we called ourselves Qua. It was so silly. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares what it stands for? It was stupid. But um, I always have a click. Uh, I think for a really long time, 
I was a bit of a mean girl and people probably would never guess this because I'm changed. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think for a long time I was insecure and, you know, I used fashion as like armor and I, you know, I was like that girl wearing the BB shirt, like <laughs> looking down, you know, and it was, it was really insecurity. And I noticed that, you know, I wasn't, I wanted to interact with people, but I couldn't do it because I was like scowling all the time. They were probably afraid of me, but I learned, you know, you give what you receive and if you want to smile, then you have to smile and you yeah. have to kind of give off that good energy. So I, I really got over myself. Um, but in general, you know, I have, I do keep a very close and tight friend group. Um, and most of my like really good friends are not on Instagram. They don't care. You know, they've known me since before fashion bomb daily and they're just, you know, there for me. Um, I, I, I can turn it on and turn it off. Uh, but I, I also like to spend a lot of time alone just doing my own thing. So. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Especially since you're always meeting people. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it would seem to me that you, because you get to meet celebrities, um, that it would just be natural to maybe become friends with them. Or does that something like that naturally happen? Yeah, it definitely does. There are some celebrities that I think we do have genuine, genuine relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, we always know in the entertainment industry, you have to kind of suss out who really wants to be friends with you and who wants to kind of get something from you. Right. And so you, you have to kind of just tread that line and see how people are, you know, just like you would observe every, anyone, you observe their actions and, and you move forward. But I think it's important to just really be observant and understand that any industry friends it is an industry and it's, it's a business um so you know you can be friendly and you can be colleagues but the friend word i think is very uh yeah it's a it's a deep one you yeah, know so just know know who's for you and know who who isn't um what's the worst part of this job what's some of the parts that you wish that you could change or that you had to just adapt to Worst part of the job, there aren't that many. I mean, our Instagram is down, so that's not good. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, so (laughs) that sucks. Um, uh, Let me see what else. Um, I I don't think that people who might not have the best intentions is is necessarily a bad thing. You know, it just is what it is. It is. It's the industry. That's how it is. Like you take it or you leave it. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd rather leave it, but I don't think that's the worst thing. Um, I think for us, it's just staying consistent and also continuing to grow as a small business um, and trying to find new ways to engage your readership in a way that really gives back. Um, and I think any business, just, just figuring out that next step, how you're going to continue to scale and how you're going to continue to grow. Okay. So... In that same frame, I've noticed that you are on a lot of different forums, mm-hmm. Twitter, all the social networks, mm-hmm. but the website is the biggest one. And um, for a while, that's at work, that's the one that I would go to. And then we got Instagram. Right. And Instagram kind of gave us that constant changing content that we were used to on the site. Right. And it's gone. Well, temporarily. Okay, okay. It's not so gone. What happened? Totally. Okay, good. <laughs> God willing. Um, yes. let, let us pray. Yes. Um, basically, some some 
people that were working for me were using images that we didn't, you know, that they weren't supposed to. Okay. And the owner of the images takes issue and issued reports. And we're just in, you know, a situation where we have to come to an agreement or settlement. Okay. Um, and the settlement is the part that's been taking a really long time. Okay. Never thought that it would take this long, but it, it has. And it's been a huge um, learning experience. Mm-hmm. It's forced me to just shift. You yeah. know what I mean? I think in a lot of times in your career, in my career, I've had to pivot and shift. Yeah. There was a time when the website was really huge and then social media became really huge. So we had to pivot and shift. And then, you know, with our events, always having to, or e-commerce or all the new things that we do, you have to continue to find ways to keep your head above water. Mm-hmm. And so this with with what recently happened, I'm like, okay, Claire Somers, let me do these videos and do these great photos and g- speak in, at different panels and have events. And, and that's how we're going to keep things going. You know, you always, I think the hardest part is as an entrepreneur is thinking that you can have some sort of security yeah. in what we're in what you're doing. Um, you know, some people are not made to go into a job every day. I'm, I'm that type of person. I cannot go into a job every day. I think I'd want to shoot myself. But the benefit <laughs> of doing that is that you have security. Yeah. And when you're doing it on your own, especially if you're relying on a social media, which you don't, which we don't own, then there is a possibility that it is not as as consistent as you would like it to be. But I think you can always continue to to survive as long as you're able to be nimble yeah. and and be able to adapt and figure out new ways to 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 reach your audience and also you know think maybe maybe this is a sign that we should be doing things differently or in a different way so I feel like you guys fashion bomb daily has taken us you know every time there's been a change in our culture you guys have gone with it Mm -hmm. and and led the way um and so with Instagram being down temporarily yes uh, what's next like there something new is about to explode yes we have a lot you know what (laughs) the thing the hard thing is is that we have a lot of things happening behind the scenes um you know, partners and all sorts of things that we can't really discuss. But, you know, I think we're on the tail end of securing some partnerships. So you'll see what we do next, but it's going to be big. You know, I think in, in, in my career, I've just had to prove myself over and over and over and over and over again. I think a lot of people who are starting off in fashion or entertainment or journalism, they say they want it, Mm -hmm. but when things get really hard, hard, they're like, deuces. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. It's hard. (laughs) But for me, I'm like, I want this. Yeah. And this is, and I'm not going to stop. Like one of my favorite phrases is I will not lose. And I mean it, you know, and 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 believe it too. You have to believe it and have like people around you who can support you, have people around you who, who get it um, and who are really down for you and just keep your head up. Keep the faith. Like my spirituality is huge. Like I'm praying all the time. You know what I mean? I'm meditating. I'm, I am strong. I am confident. I am, you know what I mean? My affirmations, everything. Yes, Cause you absolutely. do, it's like you're going into war mm-hmm. and, and you, you have to be, you have to work out. You have to get your energy up. You have to pray and, and take on every day. Like it's, it's, it's war. So uh, you said something about having like strong people around you. Mm-hmm. So um, in a situation like this, 
this is a tough time. Do you have people around you who's behind the scenes doing all this when you're traveling and doing your events and booking? And Yeah, I mean, my team is awesome. And I, I don't, some people are like, oh yeah, you can have a bunch of interns in and out, but I get attached to people and I want to keep the same people around all the time. And my staff is very well aware of what's happening. And I was like, look guys, we're not doing what we used to. We don't, we're not having the same advertising as we used to. Like, I'm going to need you to donate your time until the site, a regular site is back up. And all of them have been like, okay. Wow. Okay, chief. Wow. You know, and there, and I'm like, okay, we need to focus on events and I need Need somebody to help me with the Claire Somers brand, um, and they're like, "Okay, Chief." Wow, you know, and, and so it's, it's a blessing. Be- it is such a blessing, yeah. such a blessing. And I and, and as I said before, the people I meet are the best blessing. Like my event planner Stephen, who does it for the experience. You'd be when you see, come to the event tomorrow, you'll be blown away. But he's doing it because he is down for the vision. Every <laughs> a lot of people who who rock with us are doing it because. They love what we do and they believe in me. And, and I think that is the most beautiful thing. Um, and I do have to give a shout out to my mother. I, um, cause I saw her last night. I was in Atlanta yesterday and, um, I wrote a, a blog post today about like how strong she is. Yeah, and I read she, that. she never let us know that she, we never knew that she was sacrificing so much. I never knew that my mom, you know, was studying to go to college on the train and at night. I never knew, I knew that she had breast cancer and had, was going through chemo, but I didn't know that she was going to her job while on chemo because she could not afford not to work. Wow. And, and my brother and I were not aware of that and we just grew up and we thrived and had a great education and, and, and are doing great now. Um, but it's just like, we are the product of that sacrifice right. and um so having someone like my mother with me who you know I'm like mommy my Instagram's down she's like anyway girl you know <laughs> like the tennis match is <laughs> popping you know like I know that wow. if, if all if it all came down to it which it won't happen I could always go back to my mom and she would have my back like just having people like that who are yes. down for you um no matter what is really important Education is a big deal in your family. I read on that blog that you wrote that your mom got her PhD. Yeah. I know your brother went to Harvard. Yeah, and Stanford you, too. And then you went too. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 was your home life like? Did you have to come home and do your homework? No. Like, did you have fun? It's crazy. I didn't have a lot of fun, um, but that was my choice. Um, okay. <laughs> my mom was big about us going to like great schools. We went to great schools. Um, I live 45 minutes away from my high school it was all the way across town in Buckhead and I didn't have a lot of friends in my area to like hang out with Mm -hmm. so on the weekends I was at home you know just doing my thing um I always loved to read my mom had books around her house all the time and I just read because I liked it and I think some people might be surprised that I used to do my homework in front of the TV all the time. I would watch The Simpsons. I would watch whatever was on and I would do my homework. Um, and simultaneously? My, simultaneously. And my mom really didn't care as long as we got our work done. And I think now I could probably do the same thing, you know, just have the TV going and still get my work done. Well, that explains a lot. That explains why you can travel, why you can do events, <laughs> why you can write. 
Because when I was, I, I'm just thinking about all the places where I recognize your brand. After I read your book, I started my podcast. I started my closet company. And um, I just started a small little business and I was tired. <laughs> and that's right here in Houston. I work full time, but still I was just like, I don't know how. And then I'm catching up on all my information and I'm just like, how in the world? Mm-hmm. Like you you probably travel at least once a week. Yeah. And next week I'm traveling again to I think I'm supposed to be going to Dallas. We'll see what happens. But yeah. So when you when you're unpacking, are you putting stuff back? Do you dump it and then just repack? Like how organized are you as a traveler? Terrible. <laughs> I always wait till the last minute. I think I waited 30 <laughs> minutes before I left the house to pack this time. And I just like threw everything in a huge suitcase and, and went. And I, I hate unpacking, but I used to have an assistant and I really do need to get an assistant and just stop being a weirdo. But, you know, I'd have an assistant. I had two assistants that would help me unpack, but they wouldn't put things in the right place and <laughs> you know that's that's a huge no-no I already have trouble finding stuff so right. I'd be like oh why I hang out you know I just be like this girl put a shirt where the dresses are supposed to be and that will not do <laughs> you know so um I unpack myself it takes me a little bit longer mm-hmm. than I would like but you know I get it done travel is exhausting uh, you know I'm exhausted right now to be honest with you but um well, but you know I'm giving it out, guys you know what I mean but at the end of the day I want it you know I so I was telling um somebody else like I will outwork anyone you know and, and I believe you yeah and and I'm I'm so honored to be here with you and to be on your podcast I'm exactly. so honored when people invite me to come speak on panels and things like that so you know I'll sleep later you know because at the end of the day like this is a blessing and um who knows if these opportunities will right. still be around you know five years from now so I'm going to take advantage of it right now. So what is a regular day for you since you don't have like an office job and Mm -hmm. you sometimes travel and and you have the sites and you what's a regular day like? I don't have a regular day but if I were to have like an ideal day I would wake up around six or seven and go for a run come home and like do my affirmations and then I'm really big on organizing my day and doing a checklist knocking things off that checklist I also have a huge dry eraser board that I put stuff up on but I'll probably work from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. and then take a break Um, if I have an event that night then I'll go to the event Um, but if not I'm just sitting at home watching ratchet tv and <laughs> you know i i love terrible television i it's it's awful so I love it. what would what advice would you give someone who's trying to break out into the industry uh i would say to do your research as much as possible get those informational meetings talk to people that you admire and get you know get get as much feedback as you can um i'll i'll take i'll take the new personal brand branding thing that I'm doing now like now that I'm really trying to pour some some gasoline on what I'm doing at at Claire Somers on Instagram like mm-hmm. I bought Ami songs 
style book on how she takes pictures. I'm talking to personal style bloggers. I'm looking at my top five uh, style influencers on Instagram and really kind of trying to dissect how they organize their images and the filters like Micah Gianelli, who's this girl that I'm obsessed with. She has like 910,000 followers. She sells filters um, and I bought them. You know what I mean? (laughs) They don't work on me because she's Asian and I am black. So like I end up looking like Oompa Loompa and she looks tan. But, you know, just doing little things like investing in photo shoots, investing in makeup, investing in all these in, in videos. You know, I think a lot of people, yes, be resourceful. Like I try to find people who are willing to work for credit or willing to work for a little bit less. But um, find people who are willing to do it for the experience if you can and then be consistent and be like a person of your word, treat people well, um, and just keep going. Just just keep going. You said that your brand took a turning point when the book came out. Your autobiography is The Bomb Life. Nicole Coleman hosted the Super Bowl last year during the Super Bowl. Right. And you were keynote speaker. Yes. And um, it was my first keynote ever. <laughs> you, you did amazing. That's, Thank you. Uh, my girlfriends and I, we all showed up to that event, got our books, took pictures, and you were the sweetest ever in Thank real you. life. Thank you. Um, but that book, you said, was a turning point. Mm-hmm. Explain that. I think a lot of p- times people see images on social media and they some people don't know who you are from a campaign or some people don't know your story right and I'm not gonna go on Instagram like there's no picture that can show my ex-boyfriend was verbally abusive and almost ruined my life like there's no cute picture (laughs) that can describe that or no picture that can describe like you know how hard I fought to get into a lot of these rooms and how much resistance I faced it I faced Uh Um, and I think that it's important for people to know um, that there's a lot of grunt work behind all the glory and all the glamour Um, and that getting to where I, I am right now is not easy and you know I I think it, it depends on what you want to do for social media, but I think that anybody who's successful on social media, they work really hard at it. Right. Um, you know, but for me, I just wanted people to know what I've been through and also glean any lessons they can from the mistakes that I made so that they don't run into those same issues as they make their way through the world. Your book was a great book because not only did it, it went into detail with your backstory, um, but it also tells about how to start the business and then it gives advice. But I want to just talk really quickly about some things that were just very humbling to me reading about you. Mm -hmm. You talked about how there was someone that you admired and you were trying to send them an email. You're trying to get into an event and um, you took the high road in that situation. Yeah. In the position that you are in now, it would seem like it would be easy to uh, remind that person of, you know, well, look where I'm at now and and no thanks to you. Mm -hmm. But um, the book, gave advice on how to handle someone in that situation. Mm -hmm. Because you don't always hear that from people. Yeah. Enhance your eyes with luxurious eyelash extensions with Epo Lash Boutique. Choose natural, mascara, or volume for an everyday or fluffy glam look. Save time and look vibrant with less makeup. 
Text 281-546-1334 or book online at eepoh-boutique.com. Epo Lash Boutique is located at 11693 Westheimer Road, Suite 203, Houston, Texas. I, I do believe in letting your success be your revenge. And I let God take care of people when it comes to their karma because yeah. I've seen it happen so many I've seen it happen consistently like God is consistent when it comes to this stuff it's like there's no need for you to worry there's no need for you to worry about it they will destroy themselves and you don't have to worry about it you try to do the the right thing all the time I do I try to do the right thing 95% of the time I do the 5% that I don't I'm willing to you know admit it and and say I'm sorry and and then we we move on Um, but it's it's worked well for me it's worked really well for Ty too and that's why I love collaborating with Ty because Ty could be the biggest yes ASS in yes. the world if he wanted to and he's never the been that way person never ever ever and everybody loves him yeah everybody wants to work with him you know you get so much more by giving right versus you know being stingy and nasty and so you know people so so much has even happened around this event and I'm just like you know what God bless you I'll be fine one day you gonna need me you know what I always think of I, I really do love Oprah I look up to her who doesn't right yes. but I remember she had a show once way back in the day and there was some guy that she used to date back in the day mm-hmm. and he wasn't interested in her and she she was like I like threw myself on the hood of his car I loved him I told him that I loved him so much and he drove away and 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 this guy she invited to sit in the audience of her show oh my and everybody was like you are so dumb like you you did not go out with Oprah when you had the chance and and that all always kind of like I always think of that because I'm just like one day you are going to need me and I'm going to be Oprah (laughs) and everybody's going to laugh at you (laughs) okay speaking of guys there's a story in the book and I'm not going to give too much away because I want you guys to read this book it's a great book but there's a story in the book where you're in a relationship with someone am I going to choose love or am I going to choose my career how hard was that it wasn't hard (laughs) It, it was hard at first, but then it wasn't hard because um, I work too hard. You know, I've done too much and I really don't think you have to choose. Like right now, I am not choosing. I have a great guy who supports my career and helps me out immensely. And, I, you know, now I have both, you know, and so I, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to have to choose but when it came down to it I'm like either I'm going to stay with this nothing at a buster yes <laughs> let me excuse my French or continue to sail along and I chose to sail yeah Congratulations. Thank you. So um, Fashion Bomb Daily is the number one online destination for multicultural fashionistas. Yes. It is the top 50 most influential style blogs in the world. Mm-hmm. And you created that. How, yeah. How do you stay so humble? Well, I created it off pirated Wi-Fi. <laughs> I didn't even own Wi. I didn't. Even, I wasn't paying for Wi-Fi, which is just terrible. Oh I'm my like gosh! A, I'm like an old MacBook that wouldn't that would only stay on if it was plugged in. 
Um, I stay humble because I'm still growing. I'm still on this journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't ever feel like I'm better than anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we're all in this together. We're all women trying to figure things out in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can be a resource to anyone, I'm happy to do that. I understand that all those numbers, number one, the top 50, <laughs> it's because of the people who support what we're doing. And without your support, we would not be here. And so that's what keeps me humble. Okay, so... I want to talk about your hair. Okay. <laughs> so what made you change your hair? Because um, your locks were your look for a long time. Yeah. And people are still like, I miss your locks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. They're gone. Um, I was cons- I was just trying to like switch things up. And these girls whose opinion I trusted, they were like, you should dye your hair red. And, you know, they sent me these pictures. And I was like, but blonde is my thing. And they were like, red. They are like, look at Rihanna. Rihanna switches up her hair all the time. You need to switch it up. You don't want to be in a box. And I was like, fine. So I tried the red. And the red was not jiving with my mm-hmm. blonde. Actually, what had happened was I had extended my locks. Um, I'd made them a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the first time I'm actually telling the story. But we, <laughs> my, yeah, exclusive. Um, my hairstylist thought that the hair was human hair. It, it said it was human hair on the package, but then we looked later and it was like human-like hair. <laughs> so it wasn't human hair. So ultimately what happened is we tried to dye my hair and the parts that were not human hair would not dye. They wouldn't turn red. And so I had this two-tone situation <laughs> that just looked a scraggly mess. You know, you want to have one consistent color. You don't want to have anything patchy. And I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't the look that I wanted to go for. And I, I, I was in Paris for Fashion Week and walking around in my nice clothes, and I felt like my hair yeah. was just like a ratty mess. And so I decided that I was going to cut it off and just go for it. So we watched, like, you shared a video. Yeah. And we watched you cut it off. And yeah. then they, I mean, we went through we went through that process uh-huh. with you. Uh-huh. Do you miss it now? Do you like this new look, this new mm-hmm. Claire? Mm-hmm. And do you think you'll go back anytime soon? I like this new Claire. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people like this new Claire, too. Yeah. People have been unabashed with saying, they're like, this is it. <laughs> they're like, you look so sexy. You know, people people are like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, my neighbor, who I never thought ever paid attention to me, and half the time I'm knocking on their door to tell her to shut up. She's like, what? This looks so much better. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, girl, thank you. Yeah, you really feel Yeah. <laughs> um, the things that I don't like is, like, I don't really know how to do my hair yet, and I'm very lazy. So, honestly, the laziness is what made me get locks in the first place. Okay. Because it was a low-maintenance hairstyle. I was in college. I didn't want to... I had um, box braids at the time, and I didn't want to have to go get my hair done all the time. And I was like, locks will give me the same look as box box braids, but it's my hair and all this stuff. So, I got it because it was an easy hairstyle. And so, I missed the ease. I missed, like, just being able to walk, walk around and not look crazy. Um, I also miss like the the wind hitting my scalp. I miss being able to swim. I miss all these things. So I'm thinking of like getting them again just as a style for when I go on vacation. Mm-hmm. But 
I like having being able to just do different things. Like yeah. I've had blue hair and pink hair and platinum hair and, and brown bangs. hair and bangs yeah. and long and long. short. Yeah. Yeah. And I really I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I like changing it up. Ty told me he likes it when it's like short and whatever. And I was wearing this one wig for quite some time. And then my friend was like, that looks really wiggy. And I was like, let me throw it away. <laughs> so I think that we found that, you know, the shorter style, more platinum is, is my look. But yes, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm very open minded and open to try, try new things. Like I had the same exact hairstyle for 15 years. Yeah. You know, so this, this is a time for me to just have fun. So how important are labels to you? They're not important. Okay, good. Do you thrift? I don't thrift because I'm lazy. Is thrifting like <laughs> a hunt? Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, it's like something you got to look for and then yeah. find the right thing. I would buy like vintage Chanel and stuff <laughs> and not like vintage clothes. And also a lot of times with vintage clothes, they're smaller. People were smaller back in the day. Yeah. Their food wasn't pumped full of preservatives and all sorts of things, so... How do you deal with these different events and different cities? And what could go wrong, but what will always go right? So many things can go wrong. Um, two of our panelists um, are no, no longer able to participate. One girl didn't wasn't even going to tell me. I just hit her up. I was like, Aww. are you going to make it tomorrow? And she's like, sorry. Oh! <laughs> Yes. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, and with this, like, sponsors. Have, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. But you know what is not ridiculous is that we're always able to pull it off. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I know I'm telling people now that this stuff is happening, but we'll just act like it didn't happen. Yeah. And keep smiling through it. And, and you just have to, you know, you can't get caught up with any stumbles or roadblocks or obstacles. You just have to find out how to turn those into an opportunity and trust that at the end of the day, like, we we plan this stuff out. We've been planning this event for a very long time, but, yeah. you know, we always have a good time it's always beautiful our step and repeats here all the all the <laughs> necessary elements are here i'm here ty's here <laughs> we're gonna have a great event so you know things happen it's like murphy's law things go wrong right just know that things are going to go wrong not everything is gonna right. go right just plan to have things go wrong and and you'll be good but that's what makes the event that much more special also what makes the event memorable yeah um because it's like what was happening behind the scenes mm -hmm. and, and and you get to see like okay this happened but the, the event was still fun you yeah. know we still had a great time everyone still looked fabulous the conversations that we have are meaningful you walk away meeting people and right rubbing shoulders with other people people come up to you in that type of environment and say i love your shoes you get so many compliments because you're with a group of like-minded people right and it's like a great party where everyone comes together and we're all here to just have a great time exactly yeah yeah so this is going to be a fun day what i learned last year was it was just like a great sit down at the table and right we just, there were so many people sharing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what? We, we've been kind of trying to figure out the vibe of this event for quite some time. Like, there was a time when we, we just had the panel and there was no brunch.
brunch and we had a part where it was like a lot of shopping and you know all these different things that we've tried but we found I think with Houston in particular that that brunch was like soul stirring yeah life changing and that we need to do more of that yes absolutely um the cocktails are fun the fashion is fun but really there's the soul yes of it all um, and stirring the soul and, and, and being inspired. And that's the part that we really want to focus on. So where do you see yourself five years from now with everything that you've got going on, all these different brands and the direction that it's going? We are launching e-commerce. We launched e-commerce um, and we really want to continue to build upon that. More video and editorials, just be a multimedia enterprise. Um, and I think that, you know, over the past 12 years, I've definitely proven what I can do and, and devotion to the brand. And we continue to grow and expand. And the interesting thing is that the industry still needs us. Yeah. You know, there are instances like Virgil Abloh with Louis Vuitton, which was history yes. making. Like that is amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm very proud and happy for him and we need more. Yeah. We we want more. And yeah. so we will we will continue to be a platform to expose and highlight designers of color, fashionistas of color, you know, people behind the scenes of color from all over the world. Of color and not of color. You know, for right. us it's about being dope. And diverse and not snobby, but really doing it for the people. So with e-commerce, are you considering maybe starting your own label, like your own design, your own clothes or shoes or? I would love that. I would love that. Um, Right now we're working with like this brand that I'm wearing right now. It's Mm -hmm. called S. Denton Collection. Mm -hmm. She's a young um, black woman out of Atlanta. All of her stuff is sequins. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, So a lot of the brands we're we're rocking with right now are just brands that I like Mm -hmm. and that could use a little help with marketing and and social media strategy. Um, But uh, definitely want to collaborate with a lot of these designers and and come up with with a collection. So that is definitely going to happen. So how would you just Describe your style in five words. Classy, <laughs> luxurious, shiny, <laughs> um, bright, and tailored. How tall are you? I'm 5'7". So yeah, I have to get my clothes tailored too because I'm 5'2". I'm so short. My pants have to be hemmed. My waist has to be hemmed. So I get it. Tailoring is important. Yeah, it's like the most important thing. Where can we find you? It's the best place to stay in contact. Right. So you can find me on Instagram at Claire Salmers. You can also find our backup page, Fashion Bomb Daily Mag. Yes. Also, um, wow. FashionBombDaily.com, TheBombLife.com, and find Fashion Bomb Daily on Facebook. And check out our YouTube page, YouTube.com <laughs> slash Fashion Bomb TV. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's all those platforms I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being in Houston and coming in and checking out the podcast. Yes. blessing our ears today. Yeah. I just want to say you are always so supportive. I remember from the first time when I did that first keynote, (laughs) I feel like almost every event at Houston, you you and um, your sister just show so much love and support. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. So you guys will see you. Well, hopefully you'll be listening again next month on In Their Closet. (laughs) 